All right, this is it. We are doing this. We are doing episode 255 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson. I am the host. Lucky guy here who gets to come to Acme once a week during the week and host a podcast here on the stage. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. Um, my, we are not going to have a shortage of things to talk about today with my guest. She hasn't been here on the show, I guess, like uh, three years or something like that. Episode 7, episode 46, and 255. Lori Kilmartin is here. I like to leave you wanting more. Oh, wanting. <laughs> need, need. Come on. Need. I need it. How are you? Besides a little... Well, yeah, I'm sleepy, and I don't like that, that I... I woke up at 5, and you're like, well, so did I. Like... Oh, that invalidates my need for a nap. No, not at all. Believe me, I need a nap. Trust me. I'm tired. I am am a huge backer of naps. Yeah. So, like, you know, some people you mention naps, they're like, oh, those are for children. No. I I love naps. I love when other people can get a nap. So, you're right. So, I apologize. And I was up late, you know, doing stand-up. Doing stand-up. Not much sleep. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for squeezing this we in. Comprom- I'm like, can we not do an hour, please? <laughs> it's going we down. Compromised at 45. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I and we're, it. we're that much closer to that already now. <laughs> you, are, you haven't even been paying attention. Every mention, uh-huh. every, every of my mentions that I need a nap brings me one minute closer to exactly. getting to my nap. Exactly. We Pretty could fill exciting. a lot of time with that. <laughs> I uh, thought of so many different things I want to start this off with, but what okay. I want to start it off with is. Uh, well, I've already apologized to you for uh, saying that you know about the sleep. So maybe you owe me one now because what? because Wait of one minute. of yeah 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 because of one of your tweets, it sent me down this crazy rabbit hole of searching of uh, Richard Greco and what the hell he's doing with his life. What right is now. he doing besides liking my tweet? Yes. What is he doing with his life? Well, we should do that. But you you put out a tweet. I don't know if it was within a. Couple, it the last week, week I think Johnny Depp said something about wanting to assassinate President. He, it's hard to say President Trump uh, assassinating Donald Trump. And yeah. so I, I said something like, I forget what I said. It was something about that uh, Richard Grieco is going to be the most successful. Oh, uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, He'll end up being the most successful. 21 Jump alone. Street. Yeah. yeah, plus Johnny Depp has had a lot of financial problems. And all, right. it's, it's he's bankrupt and he has no idea how to manage money in addition to being a spousal abuser. It's like it's not going well for him. And it's all self-inflicted. But yeah. anyway, so Richard Grieco is turning out to be the good jumper, <laughs> right? Yes, and, and he liked, he somehow someone brought it to his attention and he liked your tweet. Well, here's the thing. I didn't tag him on the tweet. No, so you didn't. He searched his name on Twitter with, you know, like, and it was within the hour that he liked it. So he's on Twitter. What does that say? Name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that says he's a comic. <laughs> <laughs> This is he's a typical comic. <laughs> uh, well, I can tell people that if he's doing comedy, he's not sharing that on his website. But I, uh, I looked at this is the it sent me down the Richard Grieco rabbit hole. Yeah. because of that. And What's I'm, he doing? And I'm he's, like, well, what is he doing? Yeah. Now I want to know. This is the bio from his website, Laurie. Richard Grieco, comma, is a true cultural icon. <laughs> I can't argue with that, and I don't. I don't want to meet anyone who can. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> He's best known for his work as an actor, director, uh, writer, musician, and artist. Uh, he's uh, he sells these soul bottles. 
Soul right. bottles. Right, someone brought that to my attention. Yeah. Was it you? No, it was someone else. No. What? It, what? Uh, do they actually have a spiritual value? Uh, maybe it captures some of. Well, I mean, it, it says, uh, "I am a painter who puts his emotions on cav- canvas," and honestly, my work is as much a part of my life as breathing. You know what? Same. <laughs> yeah, Same. Right? Okay. Exactly. That's all I wanted to hear. Is if, if, <laughs> if you guys have that, that similarity, uh, perfect. Yeah, I don't know really what soul bottles are. I watched a little some pictures of him making one, and I still don't know what they're for. So he he does, he makes the glass himself. He's a glass. It bottle, looks like or? the glass is already there, and he's dripping paint on them. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I did something similar in college. Maybe he became a craftsman or something, but he's, he's just dripping paint on a recycled Coke bottle. It, it, kind of what it looks like. Okay. I don't know. It reminded me of college when we had those, um, like you get the Chianti bottle and you get yeah. the wax, drip it around the... I go back and now I say that Johnny Depp will be the most successful jumper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> even even with his bankruptcy and his eventual jail time. Yes, and that awful movie that came out recently. Yeah. The 8,000th... Pirates of the another Caribbean. Pirates? Yeah. 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 I didn't go see it. I didn't either. No. Um, I Let's see. We're, okay, so we covered that. I also have now subscribed to... I saw you walk in today with your CISO sweatshirt on. Oh, yeah. I'm always trying to sell the network, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many people have done the same thing as me, but I have subscribed twice now. You know, I think I did that, too. I, I think I went through Amazon, and then I went through Apple TV or something. I did something yeah. similar. Yeah, because when you're special, let's, I wanna, let's go. We're going to transition to the special okay. now, if we can. Um, the, uh, when it first came out, I was very excited to see it. So I had a day Thanks. where everybody was gone. I sat on the couch, watched all, all by myself, ordered CISO, really enjoyed it. And then I think I tweeted you right afterwards. You. And uh, then this... This uh, this past week, when I was leading it, like when I got the confirmation that you were going to do the podcast, I was like, well, I want to watch that again. And my wife hadn't seen it, so I, I had told wow. I had told her about it, and she's like, "Well, let's watch it then." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. Good, cool. you'll sit here and watch it with me." Because I, as big as a comedy fan that I am, and coming here a lot, she sometimes gets a little burnt out. Sure, sure. So. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes I have to do a good pitch job on like, here's why you should watch this with me. Here's why you should come to Acme with me. And uh, she was into it, and then we watched it again. But my CISO subscription had been canceled, so I ordered again oh, to man. watch your special a second time. Thank you. Yeah. That was another three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Thank you. I Wait, I might still that. have a day or two to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are canceling within two weeks. <laughs> but I went, but I went, but the first time I subscribed, I went back and... Uh, I did watch some other ones, too, that's, so it wasn't just good. yours. But did you pay? I did pay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, actually, in that time, like it lasted like into February, I think. Yeah. So I, even... I, I've read on Splitsider that they're having troubles, which ter- you know makes me a little nervous. But uh, but if people like you are buying two subscriptions, <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. Right. And I have a double. I'm paying twice a month, I think, for something. But I, I, I'm like, oh, I don't want to look into it because I want to support... and it seems like they're going under anyway (laughs) why i i hope they don't because it's a great i i I know a channel dedicated content will land it it could go on hulu because it's owned by nbc and nbc kind of owns hulu they could just dump it on hulu and yeah so that more people would see it that would be cool but they obviously wouldn't be doing more original stuff you know which sucks because they were doing a they did a lot of cool little things you know 
Yeah, for, uh, yes, they did. I uh, I don't know. I hope it ends up somewhere if it doesn't work yeah. out. But hey, that's their problem, I guess, right? I, yeah. I will say that when I first searched uh, this week to watch your special again, I searched it on Amazon yeah. and nothing came up. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? It's but, supposed to because it's part of Amazon Prime. I don't know. I might have been doing something wrong, but oh, I weird. found it regardless. Okay. All right. Regardless. Cool. Uh, how do I, is it weird like having, when did you record that uh 45 uh, jokes. 2014. December, or, uh, October of 2014. Does it, is it, are you, ty- is it, how do I ask this? Like you're on, you've moved on to doing other things. Yeah. You know? So is it weird? Like, are you like, I don't want to. Well, I haven't watched it in a while and I don't want to, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, so I it's okay. I, I I wrote a book about called Dead People Suck that's coming out in February. <laughs> um, because uh, at at the time I couldn't sell it, no one was buying my special, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm just going to put it on Vimeo or something and hope people find it. And so I pitched a book idea, and somebody bought it. And so then I was I, by the time I started that and everything, then the special got sold. So I'm still. Uh, immersed in death, comedic death. Yeah. Uh, till uh, next February. So uh, you know what? I'll keep talking about it. I don't okay. care. Uh, the book is done. Yeah, I. It's still. It just got copy edited, and um, that's a nightmare. <laughs> There's. Well, I guess like the the standard, the publishing standard, is not capitalize the word dad. So. I would I open the word doc and there's like 50 little bubbles on the page I'm like oh my god and this is on every page and then I realized oh they just were putting a lowercase d instead of an uppercase but it was it was copy editing is like a nightmare because sometimes they don't get jokes and they're like um you know uh, there's you know why don't you say it this way it's like well it's not funny that way like you know they're very copy editors tend to be very earnest about you know the way they they like sentences to unfold sure how uh last time you did this podcast i'm sure you remember this very vividly mm-hmm. uh it was not like i had you i brought i bought a copy of shitty mom and brought that in you signed it I, yay yeah, thanks yeah so this is like our second uh book talk yeah. is there any similarities to doing that one this is solo i pitched it as shitty mom about death and it's about oh, and, okay. and specifically about losing a parent or an old person where you're you're sad but it's not a tragedy you know so it's not a tragic death which is you know out of my wheelhouse <laughs> hopefully forever yeah, no but kidding. at least so far in my life yeah yeah and it's more about you know being a, a grown-up and and uh and you you kind of you know someone's gonna die you know elderly people get elderly and that's the next thing and when it happens it's still so shocking and and crazy and surreal anyway even though you know you have plenty of warning yeah like your whole life <laughs> so it's it's a it's about that so that it's like very short essay, essays and you know things that are very p- particular and um, hopefully you haven't read before or okay. heard before. Did you uh, uh, people come up to you? I'm sure you've heard a million stories in the last year of people's grieving and yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I my, think, um, yeah, I had you know, or just you know, comparing their lives to what you went I through. Think people and, have kind of like relived it you know whatever they're uh, passing that in their life by watching it and um and it they enjoyed it you know um i'd had i've had a couple people who who didn't have a close relationship with their parent watch it and go oh that must have been nice like that was actually <laughs> helpful you know which i i thought was interesting you know 
because I was real close to my dad. So and I was there throughout the whole process. And there's like hospice footage in the special too. Right. And I think that that I talked with some people who weren't close or they they weren't there for any of that. And it was kind of helpful to go through it, you know, maybe secondhand, you know, to get some closure. Sure. I don't know. Did you have to uh, did you have to convince either your sister or your mom that this was going to be a good idea to record? Like, no, or to, have, to put sister, this together into a into something well, a I, project that people are going to see. I, I did the special right. I did the I did the stand up part, and then after it got bought, you know, my sister had been there throughout. She attended all the shows and stuff, so she was on board. And uh, my mom hasn't watched it, and I doubt she really ever will. Yeah, yeah. But she was fine to talk, you know, she didn't mind talking and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Were either of them, who was, who was more excited to be on camera? Um, I guess my mom was excited to have professional makeup. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's never had it before. That's and awesome. It, yeah, so the makeup artist, you know, we had a makeup artist there, and, and she's like, and what's that? And she's writing down the names of all the products, and she went and bought a whole bunch. And then she's never used them. But I think she likes, you know, having them just in case. She wants to dress up and go to Costco or something. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> I don't say that, but I am right now. That is adorable. Um I wrote some notes down while I was watching that. Let's see. Is there anything else I wanted to mention to you? The, uh, I mean, obviously, just I should say, if I haven't already, it, it's amazing. And I oh, think thanks. I tweeted to you something about, like, it's a, it was the most unique comedy special I, I've ever seen. It's one of a kind. Thank I mean, I don't you. even know what to compare it to. Well, you know, I, I only had the idea for the stand-up, and then the guys um, that produced it and sold it to CISO said, let's add a little bit more so... People, you know, if you have any uh, footage that about uh, of the time that you're talking about on stage, that it, it would help people to see who your dad was and see how your family is. And I, I do think it helped me look like less of a monster who's just all of a sudden joking about dad and cancer. Yeah. And you see us all joking together mm-hmm. while he's dying at the same time. And he's, he's sort of part of it, too. Mm-hmm. So you just go, oh, that's just the way they deal with things. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is the darkest family on the block. <laughs> they could have gone. You could have interviewed the neighbors. What What are they really like? <laughs> Come on. Uh, if people haven't seen it, there's uh, there's interviews, little uh, segments with Conan O'Brien, yeah. of course, uh, Kindler, Pat mm-hmm. Oswalt. Say very complimentary things. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, um, that was nice. That was nice of all three of them to do that. Are you? Oh, are you wearing the ring with the ashes yep, right now? Right are you? Thumb. Look yes. at that clatter ring it's the heart opens up and you can put ashes in it so i have my dad's ashes in there that's awesome it's it's sealed like that thing's not going to pop back yeah, open right right yeah <laughs> but i do take it off for hand jobs <laughs> uh oh you uh, there's another thing i wrote down when you at one point during the special you mentioned that he used to go on the road with you yeah yeah what, what, what part of your career like throughout uh, the very early and um when i would do these this guy named david tribble i I don't know if he he never made it all the way out to minnesota um there's a guy named yoder who uh is sort of like maybe that guy for this area of the country okay um i mean on up toward more towards michigan but i thought he came out here too uh who's that there is a michigan guy tom sobel does that sound familiar well it, it seems like every part of the country has 
a guy that books a series of horrible one-nighters that are all six to eight hours apart. And so Tribble was a Northwest guy. Okay. And so you'd, you know, your first night would be in Montana, and then you'd have to drive to Lewiston, Idaho, and then back to Montana for the Thursday show. It, like, they were all over the place, and they, they were never close to each other. But sometimes, they, like, the Thursday and the Saturday would be close to each other, but in between on the Friday, I had to drive two states away for the Friday night show. But it was Genius. always, like, in Misty's Lounge at the local Holiday Inn. Right? Uh-huh. And that's where you cut your teeth. That's where if you have 15 minutes of material, you, you have to do 30. You know, you, you, you're, you have to push yourself time-wise. which it's, So it's really good for like early on in your career. Okay. <laughs> and, and hopefully you can stop doing them, you know, because they're, they're hard on your body. It's hard. All that travel and all that driving is really hard on you after a while. Um, but uh, my dad went on a couple of road gigs with me. So it was, you know, he was an engineer, so we saw some dams and stuff like that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. And he would always he would come to shows frequently when I when he could. And then when he was older and a little more on the elderly side, he didn't. But you know, up until I guess his mid seventies, he was he would drive into San Francisco if I was at the Punchline or something. Well, that's cool. Is yeah, he, were you or were our uh, your fa- uh, parents fans of comedy like other? No. Comedians? No. 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 Not at all? No. Uh, yeah, they watched TV, but they weren't, they did not consume stand up no. at all. Okay. Right. I see. Um, let me let me go through the rest of my notes here. Oh, uh, you make a joke of, uh, with Ann Coulter in it. Do yeah. you have any idea if she's heard it and responded? I don't know. A friend of mine is friends with her, um, but I don't, I doubt it. I'm sure she, I'm sure I'm off her radar. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. I would love to to bring the wrath of Coulter upon me, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> that could only help me with my demographic. <laughs> Coulter haters. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you, and I don't, I let's see. You know, like, like if I'm sitting here and I'm making fun of one of my parents, like, mm-hmm. oh, my dad, he's so this or he's so that. And then Eric in the back of the room says something about my dad. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, uh, no. Yeah. That's my, I. this is my territory. Yeah. But you can't. Is there, did any of that happen with jokes about your father? Did anybody else, no. like, try to jump in? Like, No. No. Um, I, Not that I know of. I, I think probably people would make fun of me for making fun of my dad or for you know yeah ta- to, for continuing to exploit his last days <laughs> for financial even breaking evenness <laughs> not gain <laughs> but um no not that i know of okay that's I don't good remember that yeah that's good uh i'll and then i think you're i think during the special you mentioned something about like their twitter followers did you was there like a one tweet that was like, I can't believe this, how much this one exploded or? Uh, I don't remember that, but I do like, I, I remember I was just sort of tweeting to in to a, my little void, you know, there weren't, I didn't have many followers and then Patton started retweeting it yeah. and then people started following me from that. And I remember that was like a weird, like my dad's dying and my my Twitter followers are going through the roof. It was this odd, uh, strange sensation. Were, did any media try to hit you up for an interview yes. while it was going? Yeah, it was. Of like, course, they did. Like an extra TV, something like that. Really? Like, yeah. Uh, it might gross. not have been extra exactly, let's but I say it was. think let's say it was. But it was one of those shows, 
and uh, hey, you know, it looks like you're having a tough time, but you're taking it in stride. Love to talk to you. I'm like, um, my my dad's doing a death rattle right now. So yeah. no, I don't think so. Some some freaking first year producers. Yeah, like, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I know you could tell the person had never dealt with death, which is fine. I hadn't either up until then. And I, you know, maybe I would have been sent something so dumb when I was like 25. But uh, it was... I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll drop everything and uh, I'll yeah. come down make sure that my makeup person is there and I'll sit yeah. down and do a full interview with you. Yeah. You should have said only if you get Mary Hart <laughs> out of retirement. Wow. It wasn't. She's entertainment tonight, she right? Was, she was E.T. Yeah. 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 Wow. You just got caught. <laughs> I hope I, you can handle it. <laughs> Busted. I, that's fine. That is totally fine. <laughs> that is totally fine. I I used to watch that show all the time. Oh sure, yeah. yeah I'll, no doubt. About is she that. still on it? Is it still no? On? She retired, or they forced her out. I'm sure, or, they forced her out. Yeah, she must be what seventy or sixty She's or something. Probably in her sixties. Wow. And now there's she yeah the same her whole life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a successful showbiz career. Oh, for sure. Although no one knows who she is anymore. Like she's a she. It's so it, what she did was so um, uh, instantly forgettable. Even <laughs> though she did a good job at it, that you know, I mean, you know, like a Tim Allen interview. Like who's going to care? Right. Like right. the next day, it's literally not right, interesting. Right. Like oh wait, does she still work with John Tesh? Oh wait, where's he? That's right. Like yeah. she might be a. She's probably a multimillionaire based off of a career that we've already completely forgotten. <laughs> I know. But that's good for her. Now she can walk around and not be recognized. Uh huh. Uh huh. She won. <laughs> Props <laughs> to you, Mayor. Here's, here's the goal: produce nothing of value, but make a lot of money doing <laughs> right. it, and you can have a good old age. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean that. I that's like my fear of. Uh, this is really dumb, but like. Uh, if I won the lottery. Yeah. Like, I don't want everybody to know. Oh, I wouldn't tell a soul. Right? Right. Like, I want I want the money, but I don't want to share it with everybody. I don't yeah. want to... Oh, just... For, for I don't want to get chased day, out of town. That one day of holding that giant check, you're going to trade the rest of your life for just to have your picture in the paper for that. Right. No. Right. Yeah. It's no yeah. good. No. So if we could all be as lucky as Mary and, yeah. and, and live that life. You are uh, – so I listened to – here's something that's different in your life besides many other uh, – of the many things is now you're doing a podcast. You were not doing a podcast last time you were here at Acme. Right. I was happier then, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I've had Jackie here on the show several of times course, since then, but course. not you. Um it's going well, I can tell because I I listen. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah. We had we just taped one last night. We try to do we have done one a week for like over a year, which is like nothing in Podcastville, you know. So that's what I do one a week. Yeah, yeah. It's good, uh, but I mean for just like a year, like you're on you're on which is two hundred and yeah. what two fifty five. Yeah, I think yeah. We so just five did years seventy nine. Yeah, and we're both like oh exhausted. <laughs> we have nothing else to say. <laughs> But it's just us. We don't have any guests, and we just kind of talk about comedy and what we're working on and stuff like that. Remind me, I think she told me, but how? Who's? How did this happen? How did you two end up doing a sh podcast together? I think we. She had, if I remember this correctly, she had told me we were just we didn't know each other too well, yeah. you know. And um, but she had, and we're four days apart. We're almost exactly the same age. We started almost exactly at the same time, but in different cities, and we never met each other because they would never let female comics work together. 
And so we sort of met in Los Angeles, and I was like, oh, that's that girl whose headshot I've been seeing for 25 years, yeah. you know? And there's a couple of people like that, like Karen Rontowski and Felicia Michaels and, you know, uh, Kathleen Madigan, although she was like higher up than all of us. But it was all like I, I just never, never worked with them, you know. And um, so anyway, she had mentioned that a show she was trying to get on and she had heard through somebody like, you know, the reason they wa- didn't want her on the show was because she was too old. Oh, And I was like motherfucker yeah. like it just it because it, when you look at the other people that have been on the show it's like you're you're putting some very inexperienced comics up and you're not putting this person on yeah which and she ended up later doing the show so it was fine but but i think i was and then then I, maybe i just you know had noticed that it's it's only male comics doing podcasts and there or if you know if, if a female comics invited on they they make a big production about it like they think they're heroes or something <laughs> and I, I i i don't know i i think we just sort of thought well you know we have a lot of experience and and why don't we just talk and see how it goes yeah are you doing any um like well i know one of them i listened to recently like jackie mentions like uh she brings notes she does sometimes i bring notes too. oh you do yeah. too okay yeah but usually we can fill it, you know, because, you know, we we can talk about our, our past, you know, road stories and stuff. So usually we there's not too many awkward pauses where we're trying to figure out what to say. Sure, sure. I um, the one I, I listened to uh, just in the last couple of days was the uh, right before you did your Conan set the, oh, yeah. in in the. In the dressing room. room. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That was awesome. You sounded so giddy. It was. I was so glad it was it was finally there that day. Like I'd spent a lot of time thinking about it um, before I even had a date. Just like, I hope I can do another one. Cause I had done Conan once before when he had the beard and it, it obviously, when you look at it, it looks six years old. Or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and I felt like I had a good set ready to go. And, um, and I, I, I went to New York and did it like, I just did a ton of prep work. And then when you're done with your prep work and you're finally like, all right, I'm here. It, it's like such a relief, you know. So. I li- well, like I said, I listened to it and I go more into description of how much prep you did in New York. It's from what it sounded like when you were on your show, you were saying that you were hopping around doing twenty some shows in a week. I think I did and- like twenty six or twenty seven spots in a week. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, and then when it got, and then I felt like I had it. Like I'm, I'm like I got it. Um, cause I was really worried about a joke at the end that it felt like heavy in the middle of, and I was trying to just, you know, make sure I was giving enough information without weighing it down too much. <laughs> and, um, so I'm like, Oh, I figured that out. And then when I came back to LA at a couple of days, I was shooting taping on a Thursday and I had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to do spots in LA. And all, I, all of a sudden I realized, Oh, the front's not working. Fuck. And then I, then I was like, Oh, when I was in New York, I never opened with the opening joke. I always opened with a different joke. Oh, okay. Because I was like, it's New York. I can't, you know, replicate my set exactly. And then I realized the reason I was doing that is because that thing that I was going to open with isn't a good opening joke. It's a good second joke. Okay. And so I I emailed the booker and and I said, hey, could I try opening with this instead? It wasn't on the approved list. It was on his maybe list. And um, so I spent. There's so, a maybe list. Yeah, we had I had sent some potential jokes and he's like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. I'm, so I just took the yeses and I'm like, let me just ca- cobble this together. Okay. 
And so then I, I, I got, you know, permission to do that. And I, and I recorded a couple of sets in LA and sent it to him so he could hear, you know, Okay. and, um, so he was okay with that. Um, it was weird cause I, I had, I had like such a good week in New York and I felt like I got this. And then I came back to LA and on Monday, uh, I had two sets on Monday and I bombed on both of them. And I'm like, Oh my God, what's happening? What's happening? Like I couldn't figure it out. And then I, then I, I went home that night. I listened to those sets and I listened to a couple of the best ones I had in New York. And I, and I was like, Oh, that's the difference is I, I sort of opened for myself in New York where, you know, like I did oh, like okay. two or three minutes and then I'm like, all right, here's my Conan set. And then I would just kind of fuck around. Sure. So, sure. So that would change it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's the problem is now I can't, I'm not doing that minute or two in front. Let me see if I can just do that and switch out a joke. And so it kind of worked out like that. It was really good. Thanks. Um, when you know when like a uh, like they, the NHL playoffs just ended and it was the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins again and they'll go and they'll ask like Sidney Crosby, uh, you know, how does this compare to the last championship you won? Is this one sweeter? Mm-hmm. Can you compare Conan appearances? Is one sweeter than the other? Um, yeah, this one was more fun. I was wor- uh, worried on the fir- the first one was fine too, um, but uh, I don't know. I, f- I felt. Uh, I guess I felt like the stakes were a little bit higher now, you know? Um, and cause I, 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 there's so many different stages in your career, but now I feel like because I'm older and, um, you know, people start getting pushed out. Like I constantly have to prove that I'm still good, <laughs> you know? And so I feel like I, I'm like, I, I just have to, you know, there's like a new generation of comics that everyone's becoming enamored with. And I have to, still go hey motherfuckers i'm still here mm-hmm. okay and so that's kind of how it felt <laughs> okay yeah i could see that i i was listening to that and laughing i was lolling because <laughs> when you were talking about uh and this is you're, you're sort of crazy doing this but i love it that uh you you looked to see who the guests the other guests were going to be oh yeah and I've then tra- checked i was out. tracking that from day one <laughs> that's crazy because i know it makes a difference in your set you know, and I mean, I work at Conan, so I, I knew before, you know, I normally would have who the other guests were. Sure. And, um, and at first the lead guest was Mike Tyson. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, it's weird. Like I, I went and watched him on other late night shows and he's charming and funny, but there's still like this, this, you know, this guy was convicted of rape, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And as someone else pointed out too, I forgot about this. I think it was Jackie. He bit someone's ear off. Like he's he's not without a uh, conflict. <laughs> Very true. You know, it's um, and so that changes that sets the mood of the audience a little bit. And then the second guest was who, who turned out to be really good, but I hadn't heard of her. She was an actress, and I was like, ah, oh. like the, my first set. The second guest was Harlan Williams. Okay, and he killed. And you, Amy, if you can get a comic as the second guest and they go out and kill, the audience is so happy. They just, they're like, wait, sure. more. Here comes another comic. Good. It's like the, a good feature, like here tonight at Acme. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, um, and so I was worried, like, you know, if, if he gets some sort of, you know, maybe some people really like Tyson and maybe some of the women will be like, oh. And then, you know, it's an actress who, and some, you know, some actresses are just not, they're better acting than they are being a guest uh-huh. because they're actors. Yeah. Um, 
and then me, I'm like, oh, that could be that could be dangerous. And plus, it might have been hot. <laughs> like weather plays a part in it. Um, but then, uh, <laughs> then Tyson canceled, and I was like, yes. And I had my fingers crossed, you know. And and then they said Patty Jenkins, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then I was like, oh my god, it's the Wonder Woman lady. And I think the Wonder Woman had just come out, and so the audience was so excited. It's the director, correct? the director of okay. Wonder Woman. Yeah. They were so excited to, and she was really fun and excited too. So she she got the crowd in a really good mood, and then. Uh, the actress Riley Kehoe was actually pretty funny for an actress, you know, and she, and the, uh, I was like some, some actresses come out and they're like in really low cut dresses and it's all sexual, sexual, sexual. And that's another worry. I'm like, is that going to get the, you know, set point people in a different direction in a way, the crowd. And, and she just came out in this kind of silly outfit. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. (laughs) You know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not needless, gratuitous, you know, sexuality. It's just, you know, personalities talking. And, yeah, and yeah. so th- th- to me, th- it's like if you are a clean act comic, you want clean comics in front of you. Sure. Because they keep the audience in a certain lane. You don't want the audience going into the, you know, HOV lane where there's anal sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> you want them in the, this lane. And so that's why I, I feel like the same way with the talk show or any kind of late nights that you want you want, you know, the crowd to be glad they're there, excited that the guests were great, you know, it's just happy so that you're the third one out. They don't know who you are. They've never heard of you. In most cases, they don't know who the comedian is. Yeah. And so you need all the help you can get. You need, you know, you need every assist possible. So great guests in front of you really makes a big difference. Did you end up thanking her for uh, doing all these favors for you and just by being her? (laughs) (laughs) She, I never met Patty Jenkins. Like she was in and out. She didn't stay, but Riley Keough was the actress and she stayed, you know, on the couch when I was on. So then they all came, you know, they all sort of walk over to the comic at the end while they're doing the credits, you know, Conan and Andy and Riley and, I was like, you were so good. Thank you. And I think she's like, all right, <laughs> easy. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> funny lady. Like, yeah, you're a key component of my night tonight. Thank you. Isn't she a c- celebrity's? She Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Yeah. And her mom, she's had a crazy, her mom is Lisa Marie Presley. Her stepdad was Michael Jackson. Yes. Yeah. That's who she is. Yeah. Okay. She looks a lot like Lisa Marie, who kind of looks like Elvis. So you, yeah. you can see the family resemblance there. But I, I get the feeling she doesn't like run around promoting that, you know? Oh, I suppose not. But but you know, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I love that. And another, th- I think you mentioned this on your show, um, and you were saying like worrying. Oh, you guys were sitting backstage listening to the monologue, which is I love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> you and Jackie are listening to the monologue. Um, and then you said something about uh, like judging the crowd, like how you know how, how are they enjoying it? And you said something that the Conan crowds aren't very political. No, they're not that political. Um, so, like if you watch, you know, The Daily Show or Samantha B, they they can really do some quick shorthand by mentioning politicians because the crowds know who they are, and our crowds are like not, you know, you know they don't. They don't know like the lower level, like they may not know Paul Ryan off the top of their head. Okay. You know? Okay. And where Sam B could say Paul Ryan and the crowd would be booing instantly. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, okay. So, um, so the, the, although I'm not that political, but I, but I, um, 
uh, I mean, not when I'm doing a stand up set, um, right. but I was watching just to see how they got jokes, you know, like, uh, sometimes, you know, they're a great crowd that make a lot of noise, but then you actual tell telling of a joke. They're like, <laughs> you know, really? and you're like, Oh, they didn't, they're not thinkers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just trying to see, you know, how they how you know, we have some easy jokes some some harder jokes and how they, how they dealt with the harder jokes. Did they laugh or did they, you know, clam up and stuff. And they, there was one where they, they oohed a little bit and I'm like, fuck, I'm ruined. <laughs> <laughs> but then they, they came around and then again, the rest of the show, you know, and then the comedy was really funny. Um, th- the second act, you know, is usually more comedy. It's always more comedy. And the sketches were really funny and it, they were, they had a cup, they had Todd Levin was in the audience during when it, and during that, and he kind of like did a little character, and then he's a writer, out. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that so that makes the audience feel engaged. So you know when there's comedy, uh, you know, in addition to the guests, and you know you need the weather to not be ninety degrees, so they're just, the audience isn't just falling apart. But if the comedy gets them really, you know, feeling like they're part of the show, and I, and it always does when there's like someone interrupting from the audience. You know, there's like a an actor or writer or whatever. It's one of my favorite things that that, yeah. that show does. I yeah, love yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you know, that happened to be in that show. I mean, and it's all it's all just sort of luck because you can't really predict what bits are going to make a show or not. You know. I think I've asked you this before. I don't remember, so I apologize. But the when the crowd, like you're talking about the temperature, uh, you know how that can affect them. What if I'm showing up to go watch Conan in the audience? When when is my day starting? When do I need to show up? I think up? you need to be there. By three o'clock, and um, so it's not like high out, hot. You know, it's not like noon or something. Okay, but um, you know, if it's like ninety degrees, and then you have to walk from a parking garage, it's like a ten-minute walk through the studio, uh, through the lot. I'm sorry, and so there's not a ton of trees. It can be if it's if it's hot out. You know, it's the valley. It's it's it tapes in Burbank, which is the valley, and it can get very stiflingly hot. And, um, and we, the studio runs air conditioning, but when the show starts, it has to turn off because it makes too much noise. So it, you know, there's all of a sudden there's 200 people in a room, you know, it starts to get hotter again. So it's, you know, it can be, it can be a problem. They show up and they already know they have tickets though, right? It's not one of those like first 200 line or anything like that. Yeah. They, they do that ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and did you write the? You didn't write the day that you I performed. Did, did you? Yeah, you I did? had two jokes in that monologue too. I was trying to like listening to your to your podcast. I'm trying to because you were saying like, oh, I I got two on. I'm like, yeah, she that wrote that day, and then yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing to do. I'll, what am I going to do? Just like I know my set. You I know, know, maybe they give you the day off because you're well, the guest. Uh, you only really need, or I only felt like I needed to center myself from like three o'clock on. You know, the show started taping at four. Like, I needed to get makeup on and, um, uh, you know, get my outfit on and stuff. And I knew Jackie was coming at, like, 4.30. So I'd like an hour and a half to just sort of, you know, go over it one more time in my head or 29 more times in my head. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't need to do that from 9 in the morning to 4.30. <laughs> yeah, good. That would make me insane. Yeah. But from 3 o'clock on, it's good to have, you know, to kind of, like, shut yourself into your your little um dressing room and focus right did you uh watch it then somewhere that night um no i actually don't have cable <laughs> but i i've watched it online i watched it online once 
Okay. Actually, not the whole thing. I just watched a little bit. Not the whole thing? I, I was there. I know how it felt. So that's enough. Sure. Along those lines, do you listen back to your podcast? No, I've never listened to a single podcast. No? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard enough to listen to a set when I'm trying to and approve a joke, so I actually have a vested interest in you know, listening to the set and and stuff and to listen to myself on a pod. Like, I'll never listen to this. I hope it. Hope people find it interesting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Justin. Oh, I, can't, I can't take it. I don't know how no. you do either. <laughs> no, that's fine. What is the schedule uh, these days for your uh, the job at Conan? What's your schedule? Um, how often usually you- we get in around 9.30 and um, we're there till between 6 and 7.30 usually. Okay. And then I do stand up uh, at night, and you know, and I try to get away on some weekends if I can. Um, that's about it. How is it? You guys take whole weeks off at a yeah. time. Mm-hmm. How often is that? Um, we have next week off. We have all next week off, and uh, we we had this week off, but they flipped the weeks, and. Uh, so I said, well, I, I booked something. <laughs> I have to be able to do it. Yeah. So they were cool with it. But I have to go back to the hotel tonight and work on some desk piece stuff, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What uh, is, I'm curious, the first, like, uh, what when you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. how soon are you, uh, are you on the news getting the latest stuff? Oh, I'm, I guess I'm naturally interested in it, so I'm kind of on it pretty early, but, uh. You know, when we get to work, then I nine thirty on, kind of on it a lot. Other sites that you're going to that like you tell the other writers like, nope, no, 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 this one's mine. This is my no, source. No, we. Oh, I mean, we're all sort of feeding off the same stories. I mean, people have different sites they like, but um, you know, you could have two or three premises from the same story, and one will be really perfect for a joke. So. You know, we could all be reading the same website and come up with a different way to say the same thing, and only one will be actually really good. And yeah. the others might be too wordy or not enough information or whatever. So, sure, no one gets proprietary about that kind of stuff. That's good. Did uh, could you? Uh, how do I ask this? Monologue writers, could you? How easily could you switch to like, let's say, Colbert? and write for him or maybe one of his writers come to you know conan or any other I combination i think i think it's do totally doable i think you know it's i think the bigger leap is going from monologue to sketch those are such different forms of comedy you know but going mono to mono it's it's more like uh you know if you know how to write for in a, one person's voice, you can probably learn how to write in, a, in another person's voice. You just have to get their voice down. How long did it take you to get his voice down? Um, I don't know. I mean, I had jokes on pretty early, but you know, it's it. I think I've gotten better as the years. Like, you know, all right, he won't do that at all. It's too dirty. <laughs> you know, like sometimes I I I'm like, oh, I wish he would do this joke, so I put it in, even though I knew he probably wouldn't, and now I. I realize that's a total waste of time. Oh, and <laughs> those jokes that then end up on your Twitter feed sometimes, or sometimes, you know, I look at him two hours later. I'm like, oh, what a turd! Why would I even? <laughs> why did I think that was funny? You know. So, uh, do you ever really analyze that? Like, uh, why did I think that was funny? Um, sometimes it's just writing quickly, you know, and um, you're you just have a lim- limited amount of time, and you want to get 
write as many jokes as you can. So it's a lot of times it's speed. And sometimes, you know, I'll get a joke on that. I don't, I'm like, I think that, I think that's good. And it's, you know, because it's not my voice exactly. So sometimes it'll be in his voice and I'm, it doesn't ring true completely to me because I wouldn't say it, but he'll do it and it'll get a great laugh. So it's like, so sometimes I can't trust that, that inner voice because it's, it's still really, you know, gauged more towards me. And then there's other times where I'm like, oh, I should have known that was a a bad joke. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, you never, you know, you're going to make that mistake. Like if you watch the old Tonight Shows with Carson, you know, he would go out with jokes and he would bomb and he never did it on purpose. You know, you just don't know. Yeah. Do you, do you watch other shows and judge their monologues? No. Um, a little. No, I, I don't. Um, I kind of like I watch if they have a different kind of segment. Like um, I like Seth Meyers. I like a closer look. You know, I mm, like it when it's good. not very close to what we do. If it's if it's too close, I'm like, Ugh, it just feels too incestuous or something to watch. Yeah, I know what you're a saying. joke for joke monologue. Yeah. Um, sometimes I read them, like we'll get transcripts of the other monologues from oh. the, the day before and I'll, sometimes I'll read them, but I usually don't. Um, it's more, uh, just to make sure we're not writing, doing the same joke a day later that somebody did earlier. You know yeah. I, mean? I figured but it, yeah. somebody else is kind of keeping track of that. Um, but, uh, you know, or, you know, Sam B gets very forensic on certain topics and especially it's topics that none of the male hosts touch so that's very interesting to me you know but if it's if i you know if i you know and even yeah colbert tells jokes he 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 does a lot more he does some longer structured stuff too so yeah i try not to i don't watch too much i watch something that's not monologue i it's hard to hard to watch it when I, you're I, also I, writing I, I can it. get that um i just let's see i think i had one final question about that. oh what is the average uh length of a career for a writer like the most do it for until they re- retire i don't know you don't I know mean, i um i think it, like everything else in showbiz everything's changing you know like, like carson used to have people with him forever and then they you just would retire and, yeah um you know i don't know We'll find out. <laughs> I'm not sure. Don't, don't, I'm not trying to. I don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting my citizenship in another country in Europe. A call, it's a country called Luxembourg, and I was like, if I'm ever like, if I'm ever just pushed out of the business here, maybe I can like teach comedy writing in another country where they're just obsessed with comedy, but they don't know how to do it yet. You know, I, I have no idea. I, are you I'm real? trying to keep all my options. Are open. you really getting yeah, citizenship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, yes. What's that? What's the story behind that? Oh, my great great grandmother was from Luxembourg, and they they have a program that the country does that if you can prove you have lineage, if the person was born in Luxembourg in the 1900s and died in the U.S. in from 1900 on, um, that uh, you are eligible for a citizenship in Luxembourg. Hmm. Because I guess they they were sued by somebody who wanted that, and they wanted in the European Union. I I think what happened was they as soon as people left Luxembourg for America, they were they were also in a famine. It's a very tiny country and it's Catholic, and they would have fifteen kids, but you could only, you know, um, I think it was Napoleonic land laws where you could only give your land to one kid or something. Okay. Uh, so all the so you know all the, all these you know 
people were like, well, we have nothing to eat. So they all went, they came to Wisconsin, a lot of Minnesota, um, this, this area of the country and Luxembourg, um, just knock them off the nationality rolls without their permission or telling them, Hey, you're no longer citizens. Oh, and wow. so, so 150 years later, you know, some 10th generation Luxembourger was like, Hey, that was unfair. You, you penalized my great, 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 great grandfather. And so they sued, um, in some kind of court because Luxembourg wanted to join the European union. So this was their way of going, okay, well, I guess we did wrong to these people that have been dead for a hundred years and will rest make restitution by allowing their descendants to become citizens of Luxembourg. If they go jump through 10 million hoops, which I'm in the process. You're of jumping doing. now. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's random. <laughs> right on, right on. But that's my back. That's my financial backup plan is to, uh, I'll, I'll teach Luxembourgers how to do stand up, or if they want it, maybe they don't want it. Maybe they've got a good scene there. Are they really called Luxembourgers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> I like that. Luxembourgish too, I think. Thank Luxembourg guy. Uh, well, we agreed to about forty-five minutes, and we're there right now. I have one final question okay. for you, though. Uh, I saw on your Twitter that you mentioned a few times HGTV. I am a huge fan of HGTV. Oh what do you watch on there? Um, well, I was watching Love It or Leave It, or Love It or List It, yeah. before I came over here. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, does anyone leave it? They don't. They always <laughs> stay in their home, right? Yeah. If someone comes in and makes your home awesome, why would you leave? I, I have no I've idea. I've never seen them not take that deal. Yeah, no, I haven't either. Um, and uh, flip. I mean, I don't like you know Caribbean house because there's. I'm not buying it. It, it, it. It's something that's like that's never. I'll give it a chance, but me. yeah, that's not. I want. I want to see a new kitchen. I want new flooring. I want. Yeah, I want the stuff that I feel like I would like to do. One How day. about tiny house hunters? Uh. Anything no. with tiny houses? What are your, what are your thoughts? I don't on like that? anything that's tiny. I don't like <laughs> tiny cupcakes. I don't like tiny houses. Okay. <laughs> I want a big house and big food. Fair enough. Fair Thank enough. You. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think I, I, I took up some of your time here, and uh, I think people people have got to come. You haven't been here in a long time. You're super funny. People need to come see you here. I hope they do. This weekend, we got uh, today's Thursday. If we get this posted today, Friday, Saturday, do people two listen shows. the day of or the I, day after? I, 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 yes, absolutely, they do. Okay, you're <laughs> lying. I, I can tell. We, as soon as we get up there, there, yeah, people are refreshing their computers right now. <laughs> yeah, refresh, 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 refresh. Absolutely. Okay. Lori, thank you. Come back next year, please. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right.